Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Friday, I'm in love. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. not, the New York bar scene hasn't always been ubiquitous for dim lights, sexy decor, and the vibrant socializing, dating, or wild Friday nights. No, this reputation was carefully crafted in the late 20th century by a very surprising source. According to an article in The New Yorker by Nicola Twilley, quote, the revolutionary bar that brought the co-ed cocktail party outside of the home was none other than TGI Fridays, the original outpost of the international casual dining chain. In short, before Tinder, there was TGI Fridays. Today on Ghost Town, for your Valentine's Day listening pleasure, the strange, secret, and sexy history of TGI Fridays. In the 1930s and 40s, bar culture was dominated by men, with co-ed drinking taking place at home, if at all, at small and exclusive dinner parties. Prohibition repealed in 1933, had sidelined social and dating culture in bars, with taverns being a, quote, male space with whiskeys and heavy smoking, not exactly a respectable spot for a young unmarried woman to hang. This kind of reputation continued into the 1960s. At that point, the Upper East Side was filled with sexy single people, according to author Betsy Israel, nearly 800,000 on Manhattan's East Side alone. And according to very lonely, very single perfume salesman Alan Stillman, mostly airline stewardesses, fashion models, and secretaries. But whatever was actually happening on the East Side, nobody could deny that this was a sexy time, a kind of exciting time, even though it was in some ways somewhat chaste. Birth control, women in the workforce, experimentation with art and drugs and fashion. It was a time for possibility, even romantic possibility, even though that was not quite supported by Manhattan's bar scene, only by those exclusive, albeit pretty wild, cocktail parties. At a certain point, Alan Stillman, the young, very single perfume salesman I mentioned maybe 10 seconds ago, got frustrated. He wanted to meet women, but it was a lot of time and work sussing out these New York cocktail parties. In an interview with Edible Geography, Stillman says, quote, At the time, it was all cocktail parties. What would happen is that on Wednesday and Thursday, you'd start collecting information. Things like, on Friday night at 8 o'clock at 415 East 63rd Street, there's going to be a great party run by three airline stewardesses. Then somebody else would say, it's going to be run by one of those baseball players at his apartment. You built up a cocktail list and you bounced from one place to the other. The cocktail parties were wild, by the way. 
But he goes on to say there was no public place for people between, say, 23 and 37 years old to go out to drink and to meet. There was a bar next to Stillman's apartment on First Avenue called the Good Tavern, but he would never see any single 20-something women in there, and for good reason. It was a saloon still stuck in the gender-segregated bar scene of yesteryear, and with bad drinks to boot. One night in early 1965, Stillman was having a drink there, alone, when he floated an idea to the bartender. What if they fixed up this place and turned it into a singles bar? The bartender's reaction, Stillman said, was, quote, Why don't you do it? So... He did. With the, quote, 480 stewardesses living next door, he said in an interview, obviously on his mind. With $5,000 of his own savings and $5,000 he borrowed from his mother, Stillman took over the bar on a short-term lease and began to redecorate, with one goal in mind. Make the place fun and attractive and comfortable for women to hang and drink in, maybe even enough to have a conversation with a friendly stranger. The Good Tavern 2.0 was brighter and cleaner than your average saloon, and decorated clearly by a single young male who was trying to make a cold, dark bar feel more homey and appeal to women. It had framed photos, wooden floors, Tiffany lamps, shiny polished brass accent, ferns, a light eggshell blue paint job, and waitstaff, young, hot jocks in tight red and white striped soccer shirts. It was the first bar to implement a ladies' night, with discounts for women who chose to patronize the bar. Though this might feel kitschy to us, in retrospect, remember that Stillman had no background in hospitality, or interior design, or bartending, or food preparation, or psychology. He called the revamped bar TGI Fridays after the expression, thank God it's Friday, popular from his years as a student at Bucknell University. TGI Fridays opened on March 15, 1965, serving American cuisine, drinks, and good times, and it was something the Upper East Side never knew it needed. Almost immediately, Stillman had to hire a doorman to help manage the young women who were standing in line outside on Friday nights, clamoring to get in. Think Beatlemania, but for a bar. Within 18 months, two more TGI Fridays opened up on the same block as the original. By the summer of 1965, the restaurant became so popular it had to install ropes for the lines, and the row of TGI Fridays themselves were such an impediment to traffic, police had to close First Avenue between 63rd and 64th Streets on Friday nights, from 8 p.m. until midnight. With the help of birth control, Betty Friedan's iconic book The Feminist Mystique, and Stillman's own pervasive horniness, the world had its first singles bar. According to Stillman, quote, I don't think there was anything else like it at the time. Before TGI Fridays, four single 25-year-old girls were not going out on Friday nights in public and with each other to have a good time. By 1967, copycat TGI Fridays were opening around the country, with its true pinnacle being the 1988 movie Cocktail, a film based on a bar that looks a lot like TGI Fridays, with a character played by Tom Cruise, strangely reminiscent of Stillman. Don't believe me? Cocktail was partially filmed in the TGI Friday's original Upper East Side location. But if the, quote, fern bar, as it was now being called, was a step forward for women's participation in public life, the drinks were unsophisticated, to say the least. Quote, the 60s were really the dark ages for mixology, cocktail historian David Wondrich said. According to Wondrich, patrons were not trained drinkers. At TGI Friday's, the menu consisted of easy-to-make mixed drinks with sugary, cheap ingredients. The most popular of them all was the Harvey Wallbanger, a screwdriver with a float of Galliano on top, and of course, deliberately named to spark innuendo. Quote, we made a ton of them, said Stillman. My God, how did we drink that crap? 
Stillman sold TGI Fridays in the early 1970s, and as its former clientele got married, had families, and moved out of the city, so did TGI Fridays. Stillman kept the original location and, now married, applause, applause, founded the popular restaurant Smith & Walensky in 1977, trading in sweet drinks and french fries for martinis and carving stations. And this is where TGI Fridays began its new life, in the suburbs. More after the break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? How's it going out there? In love. You in love yet? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, you. You, you in love in... yet? Hey. You. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you. you. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. with the cigarette. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, with the cigarette and the leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. Standing by that motorcycle. No helmet. Your You're opening your heart? Yeah. You're going to... Is somebody going to chisel away at that cold, mm-hmm. cold, ice-cold exterior? And you're going to say, hey, you want to go to the mixer with me? The dance? Want to go steady? Want to go to the big game? How old are these people? That we're I don't know. They can be 20. They can be 48. I don't know. We want to say thank you to anyone who's listening. Thank you. Supporting us, spreading the good word of Ghost Town. Thank you. We love you and we love it. Ooh, we do. That's we true. love the support. We love you. Mm-hmm. Unconditional. We don't care what you've done, what you're going to do, yeah. what you're thinking about doing. What's happening right now. Even that. Even yeah. that thing. I know the thing you're thinking about. You're like, Ooh, what about that? I was like, nope. Mm-mm. Unconditional. Mm. Come into our warm podcast embrace. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we'll ask you to do things all the time. Sure, sure. We will constantly prod you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it doesn't mean you have to do it. And you know what? If you don't, we don't care. Yeah. I mean, sure. Insecurity will consume us yeah it will but that's not really your problem it's not your problem though. yeah just take our love god damn it <laughs> and we want to open our hearts not our minds Mm-mm. minds are closed no. baby but you don't need that hearts wide open yeah for our government mm. when the government speaks no mind no listen <laughs> blindly follow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we are in love with our mayors who uh, have the power to make their own little app. I don't mean app on a phone. No, I'm talking about old school appetizers. Ooh. The real apps. Ooh. Yeah, baby. When people say, should we get apps? And somebody's like, no. And then you're like, and you don't want to say anything. But yeah. you're like, yeah, I want, why did you say no? Yeah. Just because you don't want apps? Yeah. I want apps. Yeah, it's getting, you're getting a little emotional. I am. About it. Don't speak for the table. <laughs> Well, listen, our ghost town government, the mayors, oh, they got their own special apps just for them, for us. How about for the table, Mm. six waters with ice? (laughs) 
Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Generous. Hydrating. Mm-hmm. Cold. Mm-hmm. With ice. Uh, the ice is crushed. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Now we're, yeah, yeah, classing it up a little bit. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's Mercer Rothermel. Hello. Coming in on a tray is a nice stack of napkins. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, coming in handy. Good Big spenders. Quality napkins. Incredible. To get rid of anything that you don't want on your hands or your face. Mm. Maybe dip it in the water and you can use it to. That's nice. That's Emma Hopkins. Hello. Uh-oh, who's hungry? Mm, I am. Well, here comes a stack of small plates. <laughs> For what? What goes on the plates? Don't worry about what goes on the plates. The fact that you're going to wish you those had those little plates. little ones that don't fit a sandwich and it doesn't no, fit anything small. but they bring in a stack of them. Yeah, there's like cherry tomato. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what is this for? I don't know. You're going to have to ask Matthew Clemens of the Ray. Hello. Who's hungry? I am, again. Coming in. Piping. Water for somebody ordered tea. More? Why did you order tea? <laughs> I have cold water and hot water. Somebody's like, "Oh, I need it. I want a nice. I want a nice tea." And they just got the hot water, so that's that's coming through, piping right. hot, and that's coming courtesy of Casey Weber. Hello, who's hungry? <laughs> I am. Well, you're gonna love this delicious array of condiments, mm. mustard, ketchup. <sighs> Uh, Frank's red hot sauce. How about some table salt? <laughs> Can you bring them all to me in a fist in a whole like ball? A table pepper. <laughs> That's courtesy of Kelly Meehan. Hello. Now you're getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> now oh. it is hungry oh. time. You can't wait to wrap your hand around these forks. <laughs> God, <laughs> just get a nice grip on that nice oh, fork. That's all right. I can. I can use my fork to eat nothing off my tiny plate. You have to just trust the process and thank Cat Joselle. Hello. Okay, now we're ready to eat. Now we're ready <laughs> to start eating. Here comes a nice round of saying grace before the meal. Everyone's got their hand their heads are bowed. Their hands are in prayer position. Couldn't this have been Valentine's Day themed? Praying for love and praying for that food to come. You can thank Ashley Matson. Hello. And then sent from heaven or maybe hell. <laughs> our governor. She's coming in and she's got the goods. Ooh. And you're like, can't wait. You're rubbing your hands together like, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, I'm ready. I'm it's ready. time. My it's stomach's time. grumbling. She comes in because she owns the joint. Yeah. She owns the land, too. She's yeah. not like, oh, I don't pay rent. Yeah. She's like, I, have, I own I this pay, land. I pay myself on top of myself, hand mm-hmm. over fist. That's yeah. how I get paid. Yeah. Drinks are watered down. So what? Mm-hmm. She's like, this more. is my cash crop. But coming in personally on a tray is the bill. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For big, what? <laughs> listen. That's the price. That's the price oh, of just being there. Ketchup packets and this crushed ice. Oh my god! Don't forget the prayer and the plates oh. and the napkins and the t- and oh. and the water, which had no tea. It was just the hot water. And then the bill. Oh. And that's what you get at Casa de Our Governor Avian, Avian Noble. Noble. If you want no ads, no chit chat, bonus episodes, just the good stuff. New bonus episode up now. Ooh. 
it's a it's, dark one. It's a dark one. Had trouble editing it uh, because it was a bit upsetting. I even put a warning in the beginning. Uh, but you can go. You can get ad-free. You don't want to listen to this junk in the middle. It's Mm-mm. garbage. Mm-mm. This just composted garbage. Not even composted Mm-mm. garbage in a sewer. You want to cut all that out? You can listen to go back and listen to a bunch of episodes. There's like 75 bonus episodes you can listen to. Mm. It's like two dollars. Pretty nice. It's like two. It's a good deal. We put a lot of work into that for two dollars. Two dollars. Or you can do 70s free and just listen to as much as you want and then cancel. Mm. Yeah, you could do that too. We would do it. Yeah, (laughs) I would do that. That's very much our MO, so we are not going to fault you for that. Head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town pod and then check out our TikTok and Instagram. Just shot a couple of quick little videos. Give it a heart. Give it a share. Give it a comment. Mm-hmm. Helps the algo. <laughs> Short for algorithm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Check that out. And you know what? We love you. Mm-hmm. We love and you so much. We'll meet you at TGI Fridays. Yeah. Back let's go back. Let's see. Yeah. Let's go back there. It's swinging, baby. Ooh. By the 1980s, TGI Fridays and fellow Fern Bars had fulfilled their social contract of bringing single women into bar culture, and they fell out of fashion. Single people in the 80s liked sophisticated drinks, California wines, and cocaine. But TGI Fridays kept their vibe of tennis rackets, ferns, stained glass, and driftwood kitsch of yesteryear. In fact, TGI Fridays streamlined its cluttered design, and at this point, all TGI Fridays' design comes from a 25,000-square-foot warehouse located in Nashville, Tennessee, with about a quarter of its items made specifically for use by TGI Fridays. According to Mashable, the rest are antiques, discovered and commandeered by the company via its own team of, quote, pickers, who acquire them from flea markets and sales. There are only two items which are found in every single TGI Fridays. An airplane propeller over the bar and a racing skull. The first is to remind employees that the bar is what drives the restaurant forward, while the skull is to remind them of the importance of teamwork. In the 1990s, another unexpected force entered the TGI Fridays universe, Russia. The country was just beginning to find its place in a post-Soviet world and sought to integrate with some fun Western trends. So in 1997, a bit late, TGI Fridays set another record, becoming the first American casual dining restaurant to open in Moscow. Another record has to do with a very popular app that TGI Fridays invented way back in 1974 when it was getting its footing. Do you know what app this is? It's the Potato Skin Though contested by a prime rib restaurant in Washington, D.C. and a place called R.J. Grunt's in Chicago, loaded potato skins are a mainstay item on pretty much every TGI Friday's menu and is arguably the restaurant's most well-known item. It's iconic. And while unproven, I definitely believe TGI Friday's invented the potato skin. And despite its history of shitty drinks, TGI Friday's actually started taking its bartending really more seriously. Again, competing with the 80s and 90s drinks it had to step up. It had to level up. Its cocktail pedigree and hot employees paved the way for its flair bartending, a kind of over-the-top style of drink mixing I'd consider the precursor to the modern mixologist. Beginning in 1991, TGI Fridays had an annual World Bartender Championship, which has now been running for almost three decades. Nine finalists compete for a grand prize of $10,000, each attempting to show off their flair bartending skills. Nowadays, the contest consists of a written test, a speed test, and an accuracy test, with competitors expected to memorize the chain's list of 500-plus cocktails. Much of the competition takes place in a role-play environment, with judges acting as mock patrons. This is all insane, right? 
But maybe not so much when you consider that at one point, TJ Fridays petitioned the Olympics to get bartending admitted as an official sport. Many winners of TJ Fridays' own bartending championship work at its Haymarket UK location, which opened in 2009. This London location is surprisingly the chain's highest grossing branch and, ironically for an American singles bar restaurant, the most popular, breaking the world record for biggest profit made in any week throughout all of TGI Friday's history. TGI Friday's also embraced the rise of tech in the 2000s. In 2014, TGI Friday's began using, I can't believe I'm not joking when I say this, drones to deliver mistletoe to customers' tables. If you heed the call of the mistletoe, kind of a nod to its origins, the drone will take a photo of you kissing and project it onto a large screen set up in the restaurant. A little romantic nod to TGI Friday's past, which will no doubt never be forgotten, far into the restaurant's future, which will also no doubt include everything from AI to broken wagon wheels to the potato skins of the future. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.